Welcome to the NUFC Outcast, the podcast which looks at all things Newcastle United. I'm joined by Jim. We'll start with the takeover. Um, probably now two, three weeks ago, we first got rumours of this shape being desired and was going to basically um, buy out Newcastle. Everyone got really excited. But then we've kind of hit this kind of buffers and nothing's really happened for the last week. I mean, Jim, what were your first thoughts when you first heard it and what are your thoughts now considering we're seeing a bit that things have slowed down a bit I mean it's certainly come as a a bolt out of the blue um you know a lot of the local journalists seem to pass them by um so the Newcastle uh Evening Chronicle um you know they have a regular team of about three or four journalists including like Lee Ryder and uh, Mark Douglas and um Luke Edwards is part of that as well I think he's to do with the Telegraph but um He's one of the local journalists and it seems to um, seems to have passed them by and, and, and a report from the Sun uh, actually broke uh, the, mm. the takeover. Was it um, Justin Allen, was it? Uh, I don't know the name in particular, but that's, yeah. that's, it could well be, could well be. <laughs> um, and it's, it's quite funny because um, uh, we actually had a, a reporter from um, ITV get in touch with the London Magpie group. Oh, yes. Uh, and I ended up doing a, a, an interview in, in the evening um prior it didn't go out in the end so uh but it was it was really interesting you know there was a lot of hype obviously it, it makes great shakes in the business world as well because of uh mike ashley being a big player out of the blue as i say and um you know unlike a lot of the other sort of uh takeover rumors where you know you had the peter kenyon fast with the letter and mm. things like that where it, it was it looked all a bit sort of manufactured really um and, and, and didn't quite ring true, whereas whereas this one seems to have um, a bit more credibility about it, seeing as the the actual um, you know th- these these guys who are, are based in Dubai they don't they don't make statements statements for the benefit of Mike Ashley or anything like that, um, you know. So there's the, the idea that there's some sort of conspiracy is is a bit far fetched, um, but I, I it's hard to tell because one side saying one thing um, in terms of yeah there is a proof of funds we've made a bid. Um, you know, there's an agreement in principle, things like that. And uh, you've seen how social media has reacted with the, the whole idea of uh, the no comment movement that's going on, mm. uh, on on Twitter. I don't know if it's reached Facebook, but I, I would be surprised if it if it hasn't. A lot of anger and a lot of frustration because club side, it's, it's been dark about a lot of things. And that's that's not just the takeover. That's the Rafa situation as well. Mm. Uh, and we're going to allude to season tickets a bit later on, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, one of the things which always concerns me with these things is when you, when you look back at when Abramovich, Abramovich bought Chelsea, Shane Mansour bought City, even when Mike Ashley bought Newcastle, yeah, all of those got done quite quickly, as in from the media breaking the story till it's done. This is taking quite a while, um, and that always leads me to think, do they have the money? Is the Premier League worried about the money being available? Because it seems to be taking much, much more longer in comparison to the ones I mentioned. I mean, does that concern you? Um, and also, obviously, there was this... He did try and buy Liverpool. Um, I think it was just maybe a couple, a year or two before FSG bought Liverpool, Yeah. Um, the Fenway Sports Group. And like Liverpool said these guys are... They did actually use the words that they, they didn't have the money to buy Liverpool. Um, do those kind of things worry you? They can't be ignored, but I mean, you look at the size of a, a, 
a club like Liverpool um, and, and their achievements recently, um, you know, they were, they were quoted, it was something like £2 billion, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, they were worth, whereas, you know, we're talking, a, 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 you know, it's a lot of money, but it's a, it's a fraction of that. And, um, you know, there's always this debate about uh, whether Mike Ashley has, has, you know, assumed a correct evaluation for the club and things like that. Um, so, you know, there's always that other side of it as well, because Mike Ashley is a, a man of just immense brinkmanship in everything mm-hmm. he does. So if it's going to go down to the 11th hour, you know, with the raffle contract situation as well, just to mention that again, that looks like it's going to go down to the 11th hour for whatever reason. You know, none of it's making any football sense, but um, that seems to be the way it's going to go. It's OK, go. we've got Mourinho coming in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow I mean this the other thing is just I think um, it isn't helped by you know uh, the sort of clickbait articles as, as well as um, a lot of the, the you know there's a lot of sort of Twitter trolls going on about there stoking things up and um, the atmosphere is just really febrile and, and we live in an age where people need constant updates and reassurance about lots of different things um, you know, on the flip side of that, the club should have said something by now. But um, I do think it's been whipped up into a, a bit of a frenzy. And I think yeah. people have got to keep a bit of a level head. I mean, we, we only know so much. We know that really two things for sure is that the story broke and the uh, Binzide group confirmed it. Uh, and that those, those two things, really, you know, and then, mm. and then the club have, have not declined uh the 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 offer as far as you know in, in any official capacity they just repeated this mantra of no comment so mm. that, that's the two three things we we know for certain and anything beyond that just seems like massive levels of conjecture at the minute yeah. so i do it, worry i always worry about with these sorts of things that it kind of again it's kind of brought up this hysteria that we're going to get bought i mean we were like we were like four favorites to sign Kylian mbappe which just is, you know, even if the takeover happens, that's not going to happen. I just had a drink. Don't make me laugh. <laughs> so I just think we all need, for me, I think it should be business as usual till this is confirmed. But the problem is nothing's happening because no one knows anything. I think Raf is probably in the dark as well and kind of leaves us in. Before we were in inertia because we had a restrictive owner. Now we're in inertia because we don't know who the manager's going to be and we don't know who the owner's going to be. We well, don't even know I mean, who the playing squad's going to be. Exactly. I mean, the, the 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 club have said business as usual, and this this the thing. You know, again, it's being treated like it's a a, a, a spreadsheet type business, whereas you know these there's a lot of uh, stakeholders involved, players, mm-hmm. the manager themselves. You know. It's a time-sensitive industry, and you, you you can't assume that things are just going to be business as usual. If 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 you know the things change so seismically, you know uh, it come come June thirtieth, and 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 provided Rafa walks, that's it. You know you're you're completely. In, mm. You know, is there a plan B in terms of um, who who comes in potentially if uh, Rafa leaves? God forbid, um, and. With with the the, the, the player situation, I, I can see that you know the likes of Jose Perez, who obviously had a strong finish to the season. Uh, the Rondon situation is another thing we haven't mentioned as well. You know the the Newcastle player of the season. Um, he looks well, he looks set to go. 
Um, he's going to go somewhere else. He's going to go somewhere else. Cause, and again, that's down to time sensitivity. And I don't mm. think, you know, it, this this brinksmanship with Mike Ashley is completely um, counterculture to that. And it's it's got to stop, really. It's it's ridiculous. It, it, it It's completely counterproductive. And I, I don't know... I don't know where he gets off on it, really, in terms of uh, he's got such stubborn business practices that that are just so counterproductive now. It's just it's becoming untenable. We're just going to uh, we had some technical issues, but we were just coming on to the point where basically we were discussing in terms of what we, we don't know what's going to happen caused a lot of hysteria for the fans fans got really excited and so forth and obviously i think everyone's kind of calmed down a little bit and is a bit more cynical um in terms of you've mentioned obviously one the rondon deal's not gone Mm -hmm. it looks to me like he's either going towards a fenerbahce now and um so that deal's already done could you see perez going because of He's not going to wait around to see if the takeover happens or doesn't happen and if Rafa stays or not stays. I mean, as long as the Rafa situation is up in the air, you know, the same is with players. And that's the ones that are in demand uh, from other clubs. You know, they want stability. They want to know that, again, it comes down to this issue of ambition. They want to know that they're fighting for something and that they're, you know, they're going to be under the tutelage of somebody who's going to help progress their career. And there's no one better than Rafa Benitez for, for doing that. And, and what he's done to the team, you know, it's, it's, it's self-evident um, based on the past three seasons, what's, what's happened. Um, mm. that, that is the case. They want to know that um, he will stay and that if that's the case, then there's always a chance that people will want to stay under his, his tutelage and, and, progress their careers as, as they know they will be able to um but as long as you know it's again we if we go back to being um the stepping stone club where players just stagnate you know that's mm. that's the perfect recipe for disaster and and why you know when you've got the likes of valencia looking at uh, perez allegedly in in their in his home country one of the best leagues in the world it's going to turn his head and it, you know, you've got to make sure that you can turn his head back. And that's not, that's not happening. We're not, we're not going to do that at the moment, are we? No. I mean, I think one other thing which has started, we saw, I don't know whether this came from the club itself or what we saw Chelsea linked with Rafa this week as well. I can't see that happening because he's got a bad relationship with the fans and everything like that. But, you know, they're not. They're not the only club who's going to look at someone like Rafa Benitez. And I mean, what do you think at the moment? Let's say the takeover hasn't happened by the thirtieth of June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'll leave? Uh, well, I, he need. He needs to know that there is a a hierarchy, whoever that may be, in place that are going to back him. And uh, and and when we say back him, it doesn't mean chuck loads of money at the situation in terms of. Uh, you know, hundreds of billions, uh, sorry, hundreds of millions and things like that. It, it, that's, that's not what we want as fans. That's not what Rafa wants either. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd quite like hundreds of billions. <laughs> it wouldn't go amiss, you know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sniff at it, gift horses in the mouth and all that sort of thing. But um, 
you know, that's not the expectation. And I think that's what frustrates, certainly when you hear from wider media about Newcastle fans a lot of the time, mm. and, and the myth-making about Benitez being some sort of uh, checkbook manager, you know, he's, he's, he's not evidenced that at all in, in the requests he's had um, since he's, he's been at Newcastle. And he's, you know, he's, he's done a good job of actually developing uh, a lot of the young players that you have here in the likes of, you know, the academy produce, like uh, Paul Dummett's come on leaps and bounds since... Uh, Rafa took over. Um, Sean Longstaff has, yeah. has obviously uh, proven himself capable in this team and, and working within the Rafa system as well. So it's not as if he's he's rejecting the the, uh, the idea of working with the academy and developing the academy. Far far from it. Um, yeah. It, it's I I cannot see. Um, you know, a little while ago I was I was fifty fifty, but as as long as you're treating fans with, with contempt in this way and not making comments you know Rafa must Matt, Rafa must know have an inside track on on, on something um, he, he has to he's, he's too close for the football club not to but um, part of me thinks he's he's holding out on commenting because he knows something to do with a potential takeover and then part of me thinks that you know he's, he's kept in the dark as he has been because one of the things he's he's spoken about that's angered him in the past is the lack of communication and and mm. you know overt frustration at that um so as with anything that <laughs> to do with newcastle at the minute the, the the situation's completely up in the air nothing's got any degree of clarity at all mm. um and you know we're, we're going into potentially another self-inflicted crisis to, to yeah. start the season and like you say people have been strengthening you know uh Bournemouth buying players, Southampton, as you alluded to, you know these aren't these aren't clubs that are you know titans of the football world. We're not we're yeah. not asking to compete with those people, but you know it's. Uh... I mean, even Sheffield United are being linked with Frank Ribery today. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, that would be a shock. Um, one of the things which has also concerned me is like personally, I I'm not that keen for him to stay, but. It seems to be that no one made a decision on Modi Arme, and now it looks like, you know, a squad player is seems to me he's going to he's probably going to go to um, the Middle East um, and sign for them. Where if we'd had a manager, we would have known for sure if he wanted to keep him or not. But because we don't know really what's going on, I mean, one good thing that all despite all this uncertainty, Newcastle still want to get rid of Hosolu, which is good to see. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's going to be going to Alaves, so uh, so there are some <laughs> some like a little bit of light there. Um, generally, though, talking about the takeover, um, it's kind of what do you think of the Newcastle fans' reaction? Should we all? Because obviously, foreign owners. I mean, it's not we all we do. You don't always know what you're getting. I I remember when Mike Ashley bought the club, we all thought, wow, he's an English billionaire. Um, You know, he loves football. (laughs) We all thought that we basically all got very excited and we thought we were going to be doing... Do you think Newcastle fans should still, even though obviously it's great that Mike Ashley's going, we should still just take everything with a pinch of salt and wait to see what they... If the takeover does happen... What they're going to do? Uh, it's an interesting question generally because you know it, uh, it's frustrating in football at the minute. We have to think about who's the kindest billionaire, uh, yeah. and and 
that that's you know that's the the horrible state of things i mean i i have my reservations about the the you know the background of um of this group based you know being based uh where they are and there's you know at man city we had the the idea of pr laundering um, with mm. a lot of a lot of bad things going on in that region of the world and you know we need to make sure really that um you know in an ideal world that, it, that these people are are credible are um reputable can can hold hold to the word respect the fans and the community but you know ideally you want them to be want them to be good genuine people um but could they get any worse <laughs> like i mean last thing mike ashley has not invested anything into the city of newcastle really and you know i mean the only thing we really learn about from him is the sports direct advertising really uh, well i mean it's, it's it's a pretty low bar i'll agree with you there uh, <laughs> and and that's 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 right i mean close closer to home um we've got fellow fans at each other's throats on social media and things like that because they're debating whether um you know it's the right thing or not to abstain or go to the games and things like that and it's all down to mike ashley just completely disrespecting and uh denigrating you know that that sense of togetherness and community that should be fostered um yeah. it's just that you know it's the direct result of that uh, you know when when you have a large group of people like that who are being um disrespected and, and don't feel like they've got any avenue through which to, to to vent their frustrations especially when you get like no comment from the club itself it's it's small wonder that people you know have debate with each other and and you get these this real febrile atmosphere that's going on i mean social media is a bubble in itself so you can't mm. you have to take it with a pinch of salt but the the conversations and the topics are very pertinent and um yeah i i think that as fans obviously there's been the the thing in the past of be careful what you wish for mm. um which uh, you know that's just one of the most frustrating lines because we know we've had a decade of this now yeah. so we we know we know that what's going on is a is a busted flush but um we're yet to see you know fully the the, the concrete details of the of whatever bids are in place um so we don't we don't know who these people are uh, really mm. um until they arrive but yeah uh, if any if the tw- last decade and 12 years have taught us anything then it's it's to you know make sure that we do our uh due gil- diligence and you know we make sure that uh you don't um you don't overplay how successful something yeah. like this to be straight off obviously is thrown into the mix we've talked about the Rafa situation and we've talked about the players situation we're now coming up to I mean we're coming up to the point where it's season ticket renewal time I got my uh, email yesterday um, where basically they said that prices are going up firstly which I don't know how they can advocate that 
Um, I don't think there's been that. There's, I mean, there's been a decline really. Um, and also, um, the season ticket renewal day is the fourth of July. Um, I mean, for the fans, I mean, it's not a nice decision because obviously, you want to be renewing if you've got a new owner and you've got some hope and optimism. But you also you don't want to renew and then July the fifth. Oh. You know what's happened? The takeover has fallen through, and you you're stuck with the same thing. And I know some people will say, well, you should support Newcastle no matter what. Really, some people say it doesn't really matter who's on the pitch; you're supporting the team. Um, it doesn't matter who you know; they're just custodians. But for me, I think a lot of people just feel discontent, like they feel resentment towards the owner, and they they basically don't want the owner to have any money from theirs anymore. And I think a lot of people. Uh, just you know, they they just want it to be over, and they probably wouldn't renew if they knew Mike Ashley. If there was none of this takeover talk, they wouldn't renew. So, do you think he is basically using this takeover perhaps to generate some season ticket sales, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were some comments that we put out some questions on Twitter that um, yes, we're gonna we're gonna get to uh, in in a little while. But, you know, there's a lot of talk. It's been nicknamed the shakeover. It's been nicknamed the, the, the fake over. Um, and, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of debate about, you know, the sincerity of, of, of Mike Ashley as, as is to be expected over, over this. And, um, you know, to, to send out um, season ticket renewal emails, you know, putting your hand out for, for money when, you, you know, you don't respond in anyway in, in kind in terms of uh uh you know giving anything anybody anything to go on um it's it's an absolute mickey take it really mm. is um you know um I've, I've been looking around and trying to read up on on aspects of pr and things like that and you know th- this idea of the, the absolute silence is just it it, <laughs> it breeds it breeds crisis yeah. and um that's that's what we've got frankly i mean uh, with regards to what you were saying uh, with uh, fans, should they renew things like that? I think it's probably the most effective form of immediate, easy protest that they've got mm. um, in terms of you know denying somebody uh, money because ultimately money does go to Mike Ashley. That's that's not debatable um, w- with it. Um, and but then you get in the, the murky area of are, are you being supportive of of what he does, things like that. And and you know I I abstain. I haven't been. It's made a lot easier by the fact I live down in London. Um, so mm. that's 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 one thing, and I understand why it's difficult for people to 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 not renew as it's part of their weekends, it's part of their their you know their their life routine. Um, but for me, and, it's not it's not it's not just about abstaining from season tickets. I can understand that. Like we still people still buying merchandise. Merchandise goes towards the club. People we're still buying food in the stadium. That goes like it's not only the tickets in my opinion as well. I think if we're going to properly, if you were to properly boycott Mike Ashley, you have to stop all sorts of income. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, that's that's down to individuals. I know people have uh, mm. have tried to organise that sort of thing in, in, in groups. And uh, sadly, you know, that those people have the best intentions. But, um, yeah, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, I suppose, in, in that sense. Um, you know, I do understand where people are coming from when people, you know, say you can't, di- you shouldn't really be able to dictate to people where their money goes and things like that. But 
if you can't see the link between uh, what why Mike Ashley runs runs a football club, I know he gets lots of money through the TV, but you know there's there's no real reason to to, to top that up, and and you know you you, mean, pay, you you pay your money, and in some in some way. You know, and the way he sees it anyway is is that it's it's an endorsement. You know, I, why should I stop doing what I'm doing? I'll carry on the way I, I am. The club makes a profit, at least while it for now is in the Premier League. Um, and uh, yeah, again, it's just it's just indicative of, of fuzzy thinking, um, a lack of care, lack of compassion. Um, you know, fans are twisting themselves inside out, worrying about what to what to do for the best. And I don't, in in my opinion, you know, whilst the rapper situation is is as it is, um, mm-hmm. you can't you can't renew. I know so, I know there's a big debate about whether rapper's bigger than the club uh, as well, uh, which you, you'd say one man isn't. But the, what for what he represents at the minute, you know, it's honesty, integrity, professionalism, uh, all of those those things that are completely counterculture to to the way Mike Ashley operates. You don't think Alan Pardew's on it? <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> The other thing which really irritated me was the the, the price rise. I mean, I don't know how they can justify a price rise. How can you justify a price rise if you're not improving anything or doing anything? It's just, it's not, it's not even a small, it's like 5%. So, you know, I mean, they also did the stat where they came out and they said, well, relatively compared to some other clubs, we're actually very cheaper. Obviously, Newcastle is going to be cheaper than Arsenal, Tottenham and Chelsea. You can't compare the cost of living in, you know, the northeast compared to down south in London and so forth, and also the more popular clubs where the waiting lists are going to be higher. So I mean, I just I just found that. I mean, well, I, I think they made a big thing of the the ten year uh, price freeze for a lot of people, and but that that was back in uh, two thousand and eight, and I think so it was something like we've got the 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 highest. Uh, tickets for northern clubs outside the top six yeah uh, you know that that's that's just fact um we're triple we're i think we're double the cost of manchester city and they're the champions that's <laughs> just just uh, just incredible really. it's 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 a, it's, it's a, it just takes it takes the proverbial just yeah the way of no other way of putting that oh you were going to mention some things from the twitter and the polls on social media yeah, so it was regarding the takeover. We um, the the London Magpie Group uh, put out a, a, a series of uh, questions. So the original one was a, a poll, and um, it was basically had three choices, uh, which was uh, and the question was, is it going to happen uh, regarding the takeover? And um, it was almost in exact thirds um, between yes, no, and can't be sure. And I can see why lots of people said can't be sure, but um, yes, edged it, surprisingly, by a percent, mm. by a lone percent. And, um, you know, that just that just shows, I know it's a pretty, pretty blunt instrument, you know, Twitter for two hour, a two-hour poll. Um, yeah, it's not it's... representative necessarily of the fan base, but um, it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty good indicator of where a lot of people are at, at least. Um, because, again, we're nobody's nobody's sure there's a lot of it's the same with all the other sorts of things there's a lot of uh mixed messages and uh lots of people who are trolling and and saying they know things or saying they've got inside information and then you've got the journalists contradicting each other so it's no surprise that, that it, it, it 
ends with uh, ends up with a poll put out um, with results like that. Um, ultimately, mm, no, it's very true. I think there's there's been lots of mixed messages. I mean, a classic example was when it first came out. He was the cousin of the Sheikh Mansour at Man City. Now it's turned out he's a distant relative. And then as well, supposedly the families hate each other. So, um, you know, we, we were thinking, oh, we're going to get access to all this money that Sheikh Mansour has got access to. And really, we're not. It's something different. So I think, like you said, there's a lot of contrasting um, messages. Um, and you were going to mention some letters as well. Yeah, so uh, we put out um, earlier just today. So podcasting today, we're after your questions, talking Rafa, no comment, and the Shakeover saga. Um, so um, the questions that came up. So one of the first ones from uh, Rob Foster, um, who is on Twitter. Um, anyone else thinking that the hashtag Shakeover is the latest Ashley scam instead of the annual Sky interview? So um, it's certainly deflecting interest away from Rafa's contract. So that's another angle. Is 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 this why he's doing it to deflect from Rafa's contract situation? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, all these things. Every Newcastle fan who's knowledgeable about things, this has crossed their mind that this is this could all be a reason. That's an unfortunate thing. You wouldn't like to think of any human being, but it does cross your mind with someone who's been dishonest to us so many times before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I, I initially I was the optimistic one, but now the cynical one is slowly, <laughs> slowly taking over. Um, I also agree. I think the Sky interviews were pure PR stunts, which everyone saw through. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he knows how to manipulate people. So it's possible. It's possible. I mean, one of the, one of those interviews. I I was I was one of the the, the members outside Parliament. Yeah. Uh, that day, and it, that interview came three hours after that particular. Now I, I can't I can't say for certain um, that there's there's you know correlation doesn't equal causation, but it did seem a bit of a coincidence that it was it was trying to manage PR in some particular way because he had a bit of a disaster in front of MPs at Parliament, uh, and and now it you know I don't really buy too much into sort of conspiracy theories and I don't really see if this is some sort of conspiracy how it would pan out because even if it is to deflect from the Rafa situation Rafa holds the cards really um in terms of whether he whether he walks or not so it could well you know blow up in his face I suppose the question is then and it leads us on to another question is you know if that happens what how do fans react and and does does it get treated then with the disdain and 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 you know level of um of, of counteraction that it deserves i mean there's a question here from um mr error uh on twitter so do you believe the club can survive uh, another ashley balls up when it comes to failing to sell the club and can you see a foresee a shift in the fan base's attitude when it comes to boycotting or protesting mm. so what are your thoughts on that um, I think fans will be if this falls through, fans will be annoyed. But I have a feeling that what they'll do is they'll say, "Oh, there's other parties that are interested, though," <laughs> because they've already started saying those things. I read last week there was room. There was a couple of things to saying that the Binside Group was not the only one. So again, you know, I think one key date, which is very important, is 
Season ticket renewal is July the 4th. Rafa's contract finishes on June the 30th. So you've got four days there where people, like myself included, are waiting to see what's happened by June, July the 1st. Because if nothing's been renewed, then you can pretty much guess that Rafa's going to leave. Yeah. Because they'll have to employ someone new. I don't know when pre-season starts, but I'm guessing it's early July. So, you know, someone's going to have to take training. Who's going to take training? Like, who's going to do the pre-season games? You know, all these things will need to be sorted. So I think a lot of people will delay. I think if things aren't sorted by July the 1st, you'll see season ticket renewals go down. And you'll see fan base very, very annoyed because Rafa will have left by then. And we'll we'll still be waiting. And also the transfer window, like you can't stand still. Like we have to have learned, you know, two seasons whilst we've stayed up. You know, we only stayed up really because we went and bought Almiron. And, you know, it was a poor transfer window last summer, in my opinion, some of the signings we made. I agree, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if we do that again, you know, it catches up with you. That's the whole problem that we had. That's why we got relegated in the first place. You know, the first time, if you remember, we sold Milner and Zogby in January. And no, sorry, we sold Milner in August. We sold Zogby in January. We didn't replace them. We said, oh, we'll wait till the summer. We went down. <laughs> and, you know, the season, you know, that we went down again, it's just, it's just very, very poor management. And, you know, we really need to be proactive and get these things sorted. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to, I think, um, I know, before it's it's uh, again it comes down to the fans and thinking about well how should we act should we back the team not the regime all that sort of thing but i do i do think the rafa situation represents something really really different in terms of um mm. what's what's at stake you know because this 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 will be the single biggest statement of a lack of ambition if yeah. he's allowed to walk and then you know, fan, fans are should be in a real dilemma there um, in in terms of the yeah the, the reaction. I think one of the things was I think there was the this reaction after relegation the second time, but I think because we because we he actually did give a, a very good manager a world class wage. Let's be honest, he's on six million a year. Yeah. You know, he fans were like, well, actually, he's gone and got Rafa Benitez to make sure we come back up. Now, the issue is, like, our people, if Rafa goes, surely that would start, you know, people thinking, well, actually, we had a world-class manager, that's gone now. It's almost like selling your best player, really. Um, like, our fans going to be willing, I mean, we might we might even be selling our best players and losing our managers. <laughs> so, it's just, it's just crazy. They came yeah, out. Day, weren't they? Yeah. What are your thoughts firstly on because last year we had a very tough start. I mean, we started Spurs at home, Chelsea at home, um, and we really struggled. And we I mean we didn't get a win in the first ten 
how are you feeling about the fixtures start off this year? I mean, you know, there's the idea that everyone has to play everyone else, but looking at the looking at the start, you know, Arsenal, Norwich City, they'll they'll be back in the Premier League. They'll have a point to prove, and um, you know, historically they've they've always been uh, quite a tenacious side. You know, with a, a lot of attacking attacking intent, things like that. Um, Tim Krull coming back as well. Yes, yeah, quite, yeah. So that's that'll be interesting. Uh, and then Spurs and Watford, you know, they're that's uh, two two tough games. So you know, two away games, two home games. Um, you know, Spurs with with all they've achieved in the last few years is a tough a, a tough game. Uh, and then I suppose you, you get you sort to get a bit of a flavour of uh, how things pan out by by Christmas. And then you know, in January we've got some really tough games. Looking at Leicester City, uh, Wolverhampton, Chelsea, Everton. That you know that January running looks uh, looks really particularly uh, an interesting mm-hmm. one. Uh, and Liverpool at the end of the season. Uh, I know we had a fantastic um, time this, the, you know, towards the end of the season with uh, the, the Liverpool game. Even though we, we did uh, eventually lose, it was a it was a, a, a great game as a, in terms of spectacle. But um, yeah, you know, that's again we've got Spurs again, Brighton, Liverpool. It's it's not an easy it's not an easy league, and you can't get complacent uh, at any I point. I think one of the big things was. In the season that's just gone, a lot of the teams were very lucky that Fulham and Huddersfield were so bad. I don't yeah. think that will happen again. Um, the clubs Norwich and Sheffield United they have more Norwich and Sheffield United will probably be a bit similar to Cardiff were, so they're not going to be as bad. But Fulham and Huddersfield were, you know, literally. I mean, we took a lot of... I think we we took six off Huddersfield and we took four off Fulham, didn't we? So you're not going to have that level again because, I mean, that was very poor management from them those sides. Um, so I think, yeah, it's going to be tighter. And especially, I mean, the thing with Newcastle is it always comes back to the same things. If you don't have the manager, you don't have the signings, it's going to be a difficult season. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the bottom line. We can we can analyse the fixtures, really, until the cash yeah. But, uh, you know, you, again, you're going to get good teams and you're going to get bad teams who get promoted and things like that. But, the, you know, the, the quality of the league is always going to be variable. Uh, mm. But if you're if you're aiming for the bottom line every time, that's where you're going to stay. So and eventually, mm. you know, you circle the bowl and, and, and you go down. And, We've uh, done it twice. <laughs> We've done it twice, unfortunately, isn't it? That's, that's the biggest issue. Um. In terms of what did you make of the Jose Mourinho rumours? I mean, let's say let's say the takeover happens, Rafa goes and they appoint Jose Mourinho. What would your thoughts be on that? I mean, you know, looking at it in terms of on paper, the the the, the CVs are, are similar, and you know they, they've achieved um, much of what there is to achieve in the game. Um, uh, the top level in in several leagues and um yeah on on paper you know i know Mourinho has got his detractors but um it would it would be a you know uh, an adequate replacement um the the problem is that you know rafa's built such a foundation yeah. here uh and you know whether that be under a, a new owner or um god forbid the existing one um it would be it would just be a, an absolute travesty if uh, if Rafa left. So, whilst 
if there was a takeover, you could probably you could probably cope with it. And um, the, the trouble with Mourinho is, is he, 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 I don't think he's got the same uh, level of um, the kind of pragmatism that Rafa has and the the ability to build and construct something. He he very much is. You know, he's relied on you know mm. multi million pounds uh, players yeah. in the past. Um, you know, under Abramovich, uh, Man United, you know, they might plead um, poverty at times and things like that, but uh, just just ridiculous, you know. They, yeah. the, the money they've spent in, in over the years uh, under, you know, Van Gaal and uh, Moyes and you name it, it's just uh, a, a huge a huge amount of money. So, um, I, I, I think how he would cope with, a, how he would cope with um, Newcastle would be an interesting one. Certainly under Mike Ashley, <laughs> uh, that that would be incredibly difficult. But you know, again, takeover is completely up in the air. Um, I I don't put much credence in these in these rumours. I don't know what you think about that. I think I think firstly he he will never come under Mike Ashley. I don't think he'd be silly enough. <laughs> um, um, secondly, I think it would be an own goal um, for the for, for the new owners if they. Didn't, didn't you know if they at least didn't try and keep Rafa on? I think that would be a huge own goal because at the end of the day, it's a it's it's not a manager like let's say Chris Hughton was the manager. You know, it's not a manager who's not experienced with dealing with big players or big fees or big wages or, or big egos. He's managed Liverpool. He's managed like he's managed Real Madrid. He's managed Inter Milan. He's managed big clubs. He 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 knows what to do if he if he was to give say he was suddenly given a huge wad of cash. So yeah, I think they sh- their, their first thing should be to keep Rafa for PR as well. At least if they gave Rafa a chance to see what he could do with money, because that's what we've all been wanting. We've all been wanting Rafa to have that chance. And second of all, Rafa knows the squad. Rafa knows what's needed. We don't need someone coming in who doesn't know. He says, "Oh, I need two transfer windows to sort out the squad." I need. We need someone who knows what they need now. And also, the other big thing is that the players. You know, there are a lot of the players are the, the ones we want really to keep, like the likes of Shah Perez. If they saw a takeover and they saw Rafa staying, you know, they they'd more be more likely to stay. Um, so I think for me, if you know, I I didn't like those rumors because I think it would be a huge own goal for the club. Personally, as well on Mourinho. He's never won at St James's Park, which is a great <laughs> start. So we don't need someone like that. And second of all, I don't think he's been the same manager since the um, the Real Madrid um, spell. He's not. He's not a very happy man. I don't think the fans would warm to him. You know, Rafa is pragmatic, but we like his style. We like you know the way he handles himself and everything. Jose, I think, would put a lot of fans' backs up. And you just have to look at what happened with Sam Allardyce. That people just didn't. If you don't like the ego, then it's very it's, you're always starting off badly. So I think definitely Rafa should be should be the first point of call for them. The first that's thing an, that's an odd comparison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I, well, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying entirely. Sam Allardyce. I, I mean, I know it's a bit retro talk, but generally, Sam Allardyce I think would have done very well if he wasn't his personality put a lot of people's fans you know, generally up the wrong way. And, um, you know, people always say, oh, you know, he didn't get a chance. He didn't get a chance, but, I mean, I just didn't, didn't know what he was really doing generally when he was our manager. So I still think that season, if he'd continued, 
because we were on a really bad run at the time. And his signings, if you remember, sorry, I know it's a long time ago. Alan Smith, Jeremy, uh, Kasapa. I mean, they're some of our worst signings. I know people say Alan Smith did good in the championship, but we, we signed him as a striker. <laughs> and he was a striker who didn't want to shoot anymore. So he, Alan, he, was, he was horrendous in the championship, he was, in my opinion. I was just, yeah. just couldn't run. He couldn't run anymore. I mean, for me, he was a good character and he, you know, tried his best and everything. But at the time, you know, we were spend they were, we were spending big money on these players. And I mean, so whenever I, you know, he did do some good things. Allardyce, he bought in Jose Enrique and Habib Bai, who were good signings, really. But uh, yeah, uh, looking like I always think that people looking from afar, like Allardyce didn't actually do a very good job at Newcastle. But anyway, <laughs> that's a bit of retro talk. Um, can you see, like, generally in the next week, any update? Do you think we'll have an update? Or is it just, I think it's going to be around July. I don't know why. <laughs> well, one, one of the other questions on Twitter was, uh, if this takeover wasn't happening, do you think the club would have said something by now? Um, so... If we look at that, I mean, uh, it's it's my cast is Newcastle, so um, uh, it, on the on the face of things, it doesn't like they're going to say anything. And if we're gonna if we're gonna hear from anybody, it would be uh, probably the, the the Premier League, because there's been leaks from the Premier League, and um, also uh, the the Ayad group themselves or whoever. Mm. The, would, I'm led to believe there are more than one party. I think that's another aspect to it is that um, Mike Ashley wants to provoke a a bidding war um, mm. between, ideally, because uh, he, he wants he wants to get as much as he can due to brinkmanship, and that's the way he operates. But a week's a long time um, in in football. I know with this past two weeks, uh, you could argue, you know, it's only been a, a a few weeks since the the story broke. But um, you know, really, a, a, a lot can happen. Uh, and as I said, it's a time sensitive industry, uh, and if I, July is probably as you know you'd like to think we would certainly with season ticket renewals and things like that as well as Rafa's contract running out at the end of the month <laughs> you'd hope we'd hear something within the next week but uh, it's it's impossible to say it's absolutely impossible to say uh, we know that the the club's MO is is to uh, <laughs> adopt the worst PR position possible uh, so even if stuff is going on, um, the we're fans are kept in the dark. Yeah, we're not going to know. I think uh, that's one thing. The other thing I always think is that so many clubs in the last year have been taken over for similar prices to Newcastle. I'm pretty sure they would have wanted to buy Newcastle before, and you know, because I just think that. This takeover, that's another thing. I think he's probably had bids before from other suitors, but it's just convenient for him now, especially with the Rafa situation. So, yeah. Well, wait and see. Well, anyway, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to upload this onto the YouTube channel. Please hit the subscribe button. Great. Check Bye. out London Magpies on Twitter as well. And uh, hopefully the next time we do it, we'll hear a confirmed takeover and also that we're in talks to sign Lionel Messi. The 4th of July, Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. Cheers. And find out more at, at London Magpies on Twitter 
and get in touch with the podcast, LondonMagpieTube at gmail.com. And for now, it's over and Ashley out.